Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast today. My name is Caleb Mason. I'm so glad that you decided to spend a few minutes with me here today. And today we're continuing uh, the series called Everyday Hope to where we look at um, what what people are dealing with in this COVID-19 uh, pandemic area and how life has changed for them, what they're filling their time with now that uh, that we're all just finding ourselves probably with a little bit more time than normal and then what is uh, hopeful and what's inspiring them as well. I want to remind you that the, the, the music that you're listening to is brought to you by my good friend Sam Massey. Please reach out to him and contact him if you have any audio or video needs as well. And uh, today in the Everyday Hope series, I'm uh, grateful to be joined by my good friend, Zach Tyler, who is a teacher down in the state of Georgia. And without any further ado, here is my friend, Zach Tyler. Zach, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. Oh, man, Caleb, thank you for having me on this. This is uh, quite the honor. Yeah. Well, hey, just, just as we're getting started, uh, just tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what you do currently. Uh, yeah, so uh, currently I uh, work at a high school called West Forsyth High School in Cumming, Georgia, and I work specifically with... Uh, special needs kids uh, in, in uh, skills-based uh, learning, uh, which is uh, your autism students. Mm-hmm. So from ninth grade to 12th grade, uh, ages uh, you know, 16, 17 to 22 is when they age out. So, um, and then I coach on top of that, which is uh, for cross country and track. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of the, what got me there in the first place too. So. Yeah. And obviously with COVID-19, things have changed in, in the past several weeks. And so how, how have things changed for you over the last several weeks, especially since, since uh, like social distancing and self-quarantining and shelter in place has happened? Uh, yeah. So uh, when we got the news that, you know, the virus is starting to spread over the States, um, school, school uh, here, um, did a great job, I think, of, of handling the situation. And our, our, uh, we, we completely went online. Uh, we have an online platform for our kids to be able to go on to and, and learn. And we kind of go in there and set it up for them to be able to do so. So it's kind of, a, you know, just virtual teaching uh, as if, you know, if you went to college and you had online class, it's kind of, this, it's the same thing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but with our kids, you know, with being special needs, it's, it's a little different. Uh, parents are a lot more involved. Um, and so, I mean, good on them for uh, taking over our roles at home. Um, 
it can't be easy. But uh, the cool thing is, is that, you know, we get to do videos. I'll sit there and video myself reading a book uh, and uh, uh, send it out to, to the kids and or uh, just giving them videos of just saying hi and mm-hmm. just uh, hoping everything's doing well, just kind of checking in. So it's, uh, it's just been, it's been a learning experience for sure. Uh, you know, the worst part about it is that we just don't have that physical um, ability to be in the same room. So that's the, I think that's the toughest part about it. Yeah. And how is things with, with coaching cross country and prepare, because like you're in a pretty top notch cross country, you know, program talk, talk about how things have changed with that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of a program that is, uh, that's pretty high up in Georgia. Um, I mean, our cross country program, uh, you know, our guys got third and the girls got fourth in the whole state and, um, coming into track season, I mean, we, we have our probably one of the most talented senior group of kids we've ever had. And overall, just an amazing group of, of, of runners. And so uh, that's been extremely difficult because there's some fine lines that can't be crossed. So, like, we can't be in contact with them on, you know, what to do as a, you know, as a, as a runner. Um, because, I mean, that, that, you know, that's a, big game changer if if that happens so we we have like zero contact i mean we can check in with them hey you know hope you're doing well kind of stuff but we can't give them any kind of direction on uh, from a coaching perspective um we have a little thing uh we have a website and we they can go on there if they want to go uh pick a workout and do it i mean obviously there's limitations to that so like whether a park's closed uh, you can't get on a track anywhere because those facilities are closed um so that that's been uh difficult as well um we're just kind of hoping that they're staying active and you know there's all these kind of ideas that we'll throw throw out there um but uh, for them to be at home self-quarantine uh kind of training system now so um again like the uh the biggest part and biggest frustration almost is um, this group of seniors is, is one of the most unique classes I've ever uh, been a part of. So it's a, it's a real bummer that they're not going to have, because we just found out last week that, you know, the rest of our school year will be online. Um, mm-hmm. And because of that, we will not have uh, spring sports. So that's going to, that's, that was kind of the, the kicker, but the good thing is about the whole thing is that with this group of, of seniors, um, they have such good attitudes about mm-hmm. everything, and so like they don't look at it as a, a loss; they look at it as you know a growth uh, moment. So that's the vibe that I've gotten from them. So that's really kind of a, a really cool and a blessing in disguise too. Yeah, definitely. In in the midst of all of this stuff, you know, people are just finding uh, that we have a little bit more time than usual. And so what have, what have you been doing to fill your time or what, what have you been enjoying um, with a little bit extra free time? Uh, well, you know, I've always told myself I want to get back into doing some triathlons and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've taken this time to really just focus on training. I mean, I feel like uh, right now, in a way, I live like a pro- professional athlete. I mean, like most of us could be, you know, uh, we get up, we wake up, we, we work out, we eat breakfast. All right, we can go do another little workout. Um, so we've got uh, a lot of time. So that's pretty much what I do with my days. Um, you know, get up, 
get a workout in or get breakfast, get a workout in. Um, I, you know, of course I'm doing my job throughout the day online. Um, uh, and I'm able to do that like, in, in my room. Um, so, you know, we got a treadmill, I got a bike that's on a trainer that I can ride stationary. Uh, sometimes I like to enjoy the nice weather now and, and get out for a run. Obviously, you know, social distancing and mm-hmm. protocol all put in place. So, uh, it's been, it's been, a. I think the hardest part of training is doing it by yourself. And yeah. so, but I also think the, uh, the rewards that come from that are, are very, um, extraordinary when it comes to getting to a new level of, of knowing yourself and what your body's able to do. So that's been something I've done with, uh, my, my time in the meantime, um, you know, kind of looking at the whole bookshelf, getting back into you know, <laughs> reading some of the, some of the books. So, uh, I just finished up, uh, uh, how to, how to lead when you're not in charge, um, mm-hmm. by Clay Scroggins, a great, great book, uh, especially for where I'm at, uh, where I'm in school right now. So uh, on the coaching side of things, um, I came into the program, uh, with the, uh, understanding that I'll eventually be taking it over. And so, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm waiting, you know, the, the coach I'm working with was my high school coach, uh, which is a really cool thing. So just kind of learning where I'm at and learning how to transition into taking it over. So I thought that was kind of an appropriate book to look at um, and read. So, and then uh, the other book, like, you know, like I kind of told you about with the training, this is when I get to really know myself, like how do I get my, not myself to that next level Mm -hmm. um, of training. And so I started reading the book, how a good to great. So Mm -hmm. uh, another, another good book. And then, I always read some articles and stuff like that on running or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of these, a lot of these uh, programs or organizations, they're obviously not able to do anything right now. And so what they're putting out there is um, more of like a, you know, old, old stuff that's going on or that went on or, or, you know, things to learn from. So like they'll put articles out there or whatever it is. So there's just a lot of opportunity to, to learn um, and, and move yourself in a, a direction that's better for yourself. Yeah. So I'm curious, tell me about what triathlon look, training looks like for you right now. Oh, yeah. Um, the good news is I'm able to still get out on the roads. So mm-hmm. um, I can, you know, I got uh, a greenway is what we call it. It's more of, more of like a, just like a running walking path in our county. And so it's, it's within distance of my neighborhood. So I can literally just go out for a run, hit that path and, and run for you know however many miles I want. Um, but typically on a week, it's a, you know, Monday, uh, I get a good bike ride in, whether it's on the train or on the road. Um, and then Tuesday's a run, uh, whether that's like a, a workout kind of run or just get some miles in and then back to the bike on Wednesday. And I usually do, you know, hour and a half or so loop on the road or another training ride. And then, um, back to the run on Thursday, I usually take it a little easy on Friday and then my weekends, my Saturdays are long rides. So I'll be on the bike between two to three hours. And then Sundays is my long run. And that it, it depends on whether it's, uh, you know, between eight to 10 right now. So, it's uh it's pretty hefty for me right now just because it's getting back into it. But uh, I had planned on doing a race uh, in Virginia in June, but they have a, a shelter in place mm-hmm. that um, kind of 
took that out of the question. So they're looking at postponing it potentially or just moving it, you know, us to next year, same time. So, Dude, that's a lot of running and a lot of biking. It is. It sure is. Um, but, you know, I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what was your big takeaway from how to lead when you're not in charge? Uh, just, you know, boundaries, I would say for me, um, just like learning what that looks like because I'm in a situation where I'm like, like great friends with the head coach. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, but also not knowing the program at, at this specific school. It's the same stuff, same philosophies. Obviously things change over time, but um, used them from when I ran for him at my old high school. And so there's a lot of familiar familiarities and then there's a lot of different changes and, and different things to adapt to. So learning where I'm just kind of where my place is. So that first year I just kind of sat back and observed. Um, and this year I've really, you know, I have been able to kind of make some moves and, um, you know, getting in on decision-making and, and kind of voicing my opinions without, you know, overstepping um and you know it's like hey this is how i want to do it versus you know this is how i think this would be great for our program and what benefits it and allowing you know my voice to be heard by those that are around me because we have six different coaches yeah. and so it's a sometimes you know it's a we all have different uh, strengths and weaknesses and learning from those and um kind of moving forward with it so it's just been it's been a very, I mean, that book's really helped me out on like bringing other people in and involved in my decision-making and allowing everybody to think that that it's, well, not like a manipulating kind of way, but it's more of a, you know, they're accepting me and my opinions now because of the relationships I've built around them and with them. So it's a, it's a little easier to kind of voice um, what I, what I, my thoughts are. And, and it's great too, because uh, we all are pretty good with accepting uh, criticism, you know, constructive criticism. So um, it's a, it's a very healthy learning environment, I guess you can say. Yeah. And then I know you said you just started reading it, but has there been any uh, key takeaways from good to great? Oh uh, yeah. I just started reading. I mean, I've read it a couple of times, but like just, especially this time, you know, it's like, there's no excuses. And um I mean, that's, that's my, I think my biggest takeaway is there's just no excuses. Mm-hmm. Like in order for you to, you know, be good and get to great, you've really just got to start making those sacrifices. And, and I think the biggest struggle next is when we, when we come out of this, you know, hopefully sooner than later, um, what that looks like. So, you know, it's like right now I've not had to make any sacrifices with teaching or, or anything that's or coaching, you know, that usually takes up a, a lot of my time, especially in the spring. I'm on the go 100, 100 miles an hour. So uh, I think the biggest change is, you know, how do I make that um, transition uh, to back to daily life and still continuing to make these kind of decisions and what needs to be, what needs to happen, what needs to be, I guess not necessarily a sacrifice, but an opportunity uh, that's chosen uh, willingly versus um, picking something that's, you know, not necessarily as high as a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, some, something that I just started thinking about recently 
um, because at least for me, it feels a little bit like, like I've adjusted to the new normal of what things are going to look like uh, for at least, for however long, uh, you know, the, um, the COVID-19 uh, virus lasts uh, until like a vaccine is created and everything. And now starting to wonder of like, okay, so what are things going to, what are things going to look like once, once life returns to, you know, quote unquote normal or the new normal and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, just definitely going to be crazy, but yeah, uh, we live in a good world. So. Yeah. And, and just kind of on, on that note too, what, what have you been seeing that's been encouraging to you? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, with, with things that aren't going as planned, I just think like, I mean, I, I went to the grocery store. Um, I do all my shopping for my family and I went to Kroger and uh, the cash register just happened to be one of my runners. And uh, so like I'm sitting there, you know, he was a senior too. So uh, just kind of, it was just nice to see a face that was familiar yeah. and, 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 and person. <laughs> um, and so uh, I started asking him what his, you know, next year looked like and, and with college and stuff. And he was like, well, I was planning on doing a gap year and he had this internship out in Hawaii. And, uh, but he's like, well, unfortunately, you know, his, his, his dad doesn't, uh, his, his dad's job requires like, you know, it's more of like an event planner, I guess, or, or, you know, works with big crowds and was not able to obviously work. And so all that money that he saved up and to take this gap year to do this internship in Hawaii um, ended up not falling through because he's had to like step back put that money into his family and actually get a third job. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I mean, this blows my mind, right? You know, it's like you just, for this kid that's, you know, 18 years old to sit there and take those responsibilities to help his household is huge to me. And one of the, I'm sitting there, I would, I would go crazy personally. I would go crazy. I'd be upset, pissed off, however you want to call it. But this kid's attitude was just unbelievably um, humbling in a way because he was just like, you know, I was doing all this, you know, my plans were just, it was all personal growth for me. And, but here I am in this, you know, unfortunate event with COVID-19 having three jobs. But the cool thing is, is this is my personal growth now. And this is, so it's like, Oh, you know, he just took like this, I would think, you know, terrible situation and making it into a personal growth. How do I build myself up? Um, to be a better person now that kind of stuff is you know it's almost like for me making the situation the best what you the best what it can be um, I guess but uh, yeah so like there's there's a lot of you know beautiful weather right now um, so you get to see families together uh, living in the same household and they're walking around the neighborhood um, family times become more of a priority and uh, you know, I know for, for me, um, you know, I live at my, at my parents' in-law suite above their garage. So I get to come on over during lunch, have lunch with my mom, and then we go for a walk right afterwards every day. So um, that's something that I think has been, been really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think that's just – I think the time now that we have is, is um, more intentional when it comes to relationships than it ever has been. So I think it's been a, I think that's the, the best part of thing that's come out of this for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it often is a lot of those little things and just, um, 
just what you were saying of even being the chance to see other people's faces whenever whenever we have to go out for groceries and stuff like that that um that just is encouraging because it reminds us that at some point we will get back to whatever new the new normal will be we will get back to everyday life and when we actually get to see people yeah uh well zach huh i know i was just saying humans you you just never knew i'm around them all day and sometimes i come home and i'm exhausted and (laughs) i just like i don't want to see anybody's face and it's it's amazing what things can do to change your mind on that and how much you uh you, you should cherish those moments yeah well zach thanks so much for being on the podcast today if people want to keep up with you where's the best place for them to go to do that uh i mean i'm not a big social media person but uh yeah <laughs> uh you can you know facebook find me on there zach tyler you can uh look at my instagram if you want to uh z tyler three um and then we have a, a website for our school um and our, our cross-country program track program and that is uh wfhs.com um, so look up that it's it's a I mean, you want to talk about in-depth program. Uh, you can find whatever you want on there, uh, dating back quite a few, quite a few years. So, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how you can keep up with me. So, cool. Well, thanks for being on the pod today. Oh, man, I thank you so much, man. It's been an honor. Well, Zach, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It was great to have you here and i really enjoyed it and uh just thanks thanks for all you're doing for the students of of georgia and for their parents and um just thank you thanks for being on the podcast today as well be on the lookout for future episodes that will be dropping uh later this week i'll be uh sending out my recommendations for uh different music and books and podcasts and all of the good things uh as well that i've been enjoying enjoying this past week so be on the lookout for that the best way to make sure that you don't miss that episode or any future episodes is by subscribing to the podcast or if you happen to be on spotify you can follow the channel as well and you'll never miss an episode i want to remind you also that the music that you're listening to is brought to you by my good friend sam massey as well so thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast until next time please stay safe and keep learning and keep growing